Greetings of grace, mercy, and peace from God our Heavenly Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ be multiplied unto each and every one of us here this morning. Feel so much uh, too often coming up here that I the cares and worries and other distractions in this life. I think about them too often and know that I do not spend enough time looking into God's Word and then soon it's the day the day of or the day before that I might be speaking and I, I realize that I haven't done any and looked into this gift that is so easily accessible on one hand and then on the other it must be revealed unto us what what must be said but I my flesh wants to prepare and, and feel a little confident in what I might say but today I, I feel so at a loss and yesterday just flipping and flipping and flipping through and not, not knowing what what I might speak on feeling a, a bit of a loss for words but I guess relying relying totally on God this morning and I guess that's probably the best best place to be as much as my flesh doesn't feel comfortable with that. We know uh, God's word says not to lean onto our own understanding. So I have feel I have no no choice but to abide by that this morning. I'm, I'm thankful for that at least. I'll read from the. 22nd chapter of Matthew from the first verse to the 14th is a place that we've heard spoken on many times and I don't know if I have much Understanding there in the first place, but but it is a place that uh, there is a warning and a comfort in it as well. It's a comfort to read. Reading in Jesus' name, and Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables, and said, "The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king, which made a marriage for his son." and sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the marriage, and they would not come. Again he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which are bidden. Behold, I prepared my dinner, my oxen, my oxen and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come unto the marriage. But they made light of it, and went their ways, one to his farm, another to his merchandise. And the remnant took his servants and entreated them spitefully, and slew them. 
But when the king heard thereof, he was wroth. And he sent forth his armies and destroyed those murderers and burned up their city. Then saith he to his servants, The wedding is ready, but they which were bidden were not worthy. Go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as ye shall find, bid to the marriage. So these servants went out unto the highways and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good, and the wedding was furnished with guests. And when the king came in to see the guests, he saw there a man which had not, had not on a wedding garment. And he saith unto him, Friend, how camest thou in hither, not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then said to the king to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, and take him away, and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are called, but few are chosen. This portion speaks of that that marriage between Christ and His Church, and I've, I've we know that, and we we've heard about that, and about the, how this church is that that bride and that that Christ is that bridegroom. And I don't know why it struck me, and it might be obvious to so many others that that church, that that kingdom of heaven, I probably can't even turn to it. I don't know. find it right now but we know how it speaks of the the church being as a body and then the members of those bodies each having or the, those those members being different parts of the body and how they must be in unison or work together and, and if one fails it, does, it falls apart I don't know how it how it just kind of struck me even this morning that 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 body of Christ is one and it is that has to be has to be one in order that it might be complete in that marriage with Christ and that was just kind of a, a thing that I hadn't really thought of before but More so in this in this portion, we kind of hear this, this parable, and I, I believe it it is talking a bit about. And maybe I'm thinking too literal here, or or I don't even know what I'm thinking sometimes. But we know that the the that word was sent out to the to the Jewish people, and and it was. Rejected, I suppose, that Christ was that Savior. And it is a, a sad thing that they, they have not seen 
And even to this day, that, that church is still waiting for that coming of Christ, which they have missed, and that kingdom has already been set up here. That kingdom of Christ is here to be to be a member of and to be part of. And yet there are those who have had that prophecy and had that that message from the beginning from the beginning and, and have missed it. And there are so many so many places in scripture and so many places in our lives where we, we see we can look at that and, and, and wonder how that can be, but it is it is doesn't take too much looking into ourselves or into, or into this word to see examples of how easy it is to not not believe or to turn away or to go into our own understanding. I often think of, and I know I've said it before, but I often think of the the Israelites being led out of Egypt. And we think of like, well, it's been, I'm exaggerating maybe, but it's been a couple days, a couple days since you got, were led out of Egypt and you knew it was God. And now you're, you're building a calf and you're saying that that was, this golden calf is the thing that delivered you from, from bondage. And we look at that and we marvel, I suppose, at the, the unbelief and the and the misunderstanding there and how could they possibly how could they possibly think that way but how often is it, is it with that that way with us that we think we get things in order and then we kind of think well well I sort of did that on my own how quickly we forget what God has done for us. But I suppose the comfort in this in this passage begins at the uh, eighth or ninth verse. There, maybe the ninth. Go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as ye shall find, bid to the marriage. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good, and the wedding was furnished with guests. That that divide there between what were God's chosen people and I'm not saying the Jews still aren't the God's chosen people but that, that grace and that mercy has been extended unto the Greek and unto the Gentile and unto those that are out on the highways and it is something I don't even know if I, I totally understand How there's how there's a, a difference there, and I don't even know if I've ever really considered it, and why it was that the Jews are the specific chosen people. But I'm, I'm so thankful that that grace has been extended to me and to others.
who could not have otherwise had that had Christ not done his work. And that that ability to, to partake of that of God's word and to have that that Holy Spirit within us that is something that is so available to everybody everybody and it seems so sad when we, we look up and it's still happening and we, I kind of read this and I can't help but think of even these days that there are those that are being called to that wedding, but they they will not come. And that fifth verse may sh- strike us because it. I think it. We've all seen examples of that even now, and we know how it is in this world and how. How much there is a rejection of Christ. And it says, But they made light of it and went their ways, one to his farm, another to his merchandise. And even this this week I I was teaching in, in Sylvan and anyway these these here these kids and I mean Kids and, and teachers, and we know m- much of society doesn't doesn't even bat an eyelash if, if there's being made fun of of Christ and being made fun of this truth. These kids are just making some joke about Jesus, and I don't even know. What, I mean, I know I didn't say anything, but I don't even know what I would say if I could. And if I did, I know I wouldn't have a job the next day. And I don't know if that's the right way to think about it. But we know that this this world despises that truth. Because we know as this word says that, that that truth, that light reveals what we are to us. It reveals the world, reveals to the world what the world is. And we try to get away as far away from that as possible. Or this, this sinful flesh does at least. Even though this, this soul cries out, cries out to God to be drawn nearer for those who have been given the grace to believe, but this world makes light of those things of, of, of heaven. And I was kind of thinking, I'm like, well, man, imagine if... I mean, this, this, is, this is in the in the company of other teachers and other adults that these things were being said, and I, I was thinking, imagine if this was said about any other or especially Islam these days, what would have been said, or if this was said about anything that the world accepts these days, 
something negatively said about that, there would have been a huge outcry. But it's daily that these things happen. That, and I believe, I believe that this 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 human person, every single person on earth, has that desire deep within them that there is that undying soul or or not I suppose I shouldn't say that because I mean I shouldn't say that because we know that as it says here that there will be those that will be cast into outer darkness but I don't believe that soul that is the outcome that it wishes to have even though the people might the, the flesh and the man might be stronger than that than that soul and they might make fun and this world makes fun but it seems like everybody I don't think it's a mistake that there's a a singling out of Christianity in this world there is very much a, a, a double standard of how this world treats Christ and how it treats this word seems that it can look down on anything else except I mean it can look down on 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 Christ and without any any sort of repercussion but we know that there is repercussions for that and we also know what what our our job is to do. And our job, even as that that song we sing, Come Thou Fount, it says, Tune my my heart to sing thy grace. be so emotional up here but it's hard hard to hard to stand before God's word
It's hard to stand before God's word and ask for that. If you might continue to be with me and give me the words to say when I know how much grace has been afforded me and how sinful this flesh is is that we might be that light to others that our hearts would be tuned to to His grace and that that would be our song that others might hear it here I, I don't want to be too harsh but we know that there are those who who think that and believe and, and it is only it is only that understanding which is hidden from them that bars them from that truth we have to pray that God would would open their eyes. But there are those that believe that they are in that in that kingdom and, and are welcome at that, that feast. But they do not have that 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 blood of that lamb that has washed them white as snow. They do not have that wedding garment on. chapter on the 22nd verse of the 7th chapter many will say to me in that day Lord, Lord have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name have, have cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works and then will I profess unto them I never knew you Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. There will be those that that believe they are welcome, and we. 
but they do not have that truth dwelling within them. And oftentimes, just from our own logical, the way we think, or at least the way I think, it seems like maybe I can reason out with an unbeliever how how God is real and and how uh, the the profitableness of, of becoming a. a a child of God and I don't mean profitable in this world of course but it also always seems so much harder to speak to someone who thinks and believes fully that they have that understanding and they are part of that kingdom it seems so much harder to tell, show a Christian the truth than it is to show an unbeliever the truth. And I suppose that that's understandable just from coming from our own understanding that, well, how on earth could I be wrong? This is this is the truth, and this is what I believed, and and I believe I I love Jesus. And what more is there to it than that? I wish I could find that that thing about that. I'm so bad at remembering where things are, but. And I believe it's the same place where it talks about the, the members of the of the body. Maybe it isn't, but where it talks about that that we are to to be there and, and to correct it and, and admonish and, and 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 to show that 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 word and that love that that Christ wants us to show that true love of God wants us to show it to those members of that body wants us to show it to, to everyone just as much as he wants us to show it to each of us here amongst ourselves we have to show it to those that that, that are not in the fold and I, maybe there's more to this last little portion of that 12th verse than I can understand but it almost seems so so real and, and true to this true to this human way we think and how how things happen. When he says, "Friend, how camest thou into how camest thou in hither, not having a wedding garment?" And he was speechless. There would be nothing to say. There will be no excuse. I, I think I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but I believe this is talking about in that 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 last time that judgment when they will be cast into outer darkness. 
There won't be anything that, that they can say in that time. There won't be anything that we can say in that time. And that's just, that's what this is saying here, even that we must be watchful for that day. Because maybe I should try to find in Revelations, I know there's many, many places that that's in the 19th chapter it says that I and I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude and as the voice of many waters and as the voice of many mighty thundering saying alleluia for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the lamb is come and his wife hath made herself ready and to her it was to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. And he saith unto me, Write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. I don't even know if that's exactly where I was was looking for but I know it says there many times about how we need to be watchful and ready for that that coming that judgment day because it will come come quickly and and I even I, I was reading I, I like I said I'm so bad at remembering where things are but Jesus is speaking and says that this generation will not pass until all these things will come to come to be speaking of the end times and, and I don't understand that obviously not understanding the same scale of a generation as we think of now but the essence is there that, that it is it, it is near and it is coming and, and unfortunately, I believe, unfortunately, that there are so many that that are looking for an exact stopwatch clock time and trying to decipher all all of these uh, intricacies and mysteries of, of God's word that they might know the exact time. And it seems that there's so many. Well, well, this has happened in this part of the world, and these things are happening all over the world, and that's that's a clear sign that the the time is ending. But but Christ said that that time is is ending right the second that He left. What a what a I don't know if I want to say it like this, but it seems like what a waste of time to be looking for those things when we we have. We have this word and we have that 
indwelling Holy Spirit and our our reason this world is always looking for that meaning of life and even teaching this this last week we were talking about atoms and particles and all these things and how things came to be and of course stuff pops up about the Big Bang and all this stuff and a bunch of science that they have no idea what they're talking about but then some kids just kind of being funny talk about like well where do we come from and what is the meaning of life and how much I I wish I could have said told them what this meaning of life is what our purpose here is and then unfortunately even in the, the Christian church there is so much looking for this purpose that I think they miss the purpose purpose and it's a, it's a, a piece of scripture that is quoted so often I don't think it needs to go too much beyond that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life find it sad especially I I wish I could tell the wish I had the courage maybe to tell people in the world or to tell these kids at, at school what that purpose of life is but it seems almost more so sad when it's a, a Christian and, and wondering well I know God put me here for some magnificent reason and, and some I have some grand purpose that I am here to fulfill. I hope I'm not simplifying it too much, but I believe that that John 3.16 tells us what our purpose is. Our purpose is that we believe on Christ. And if we believe on Christ... This word is in us and this word is with us and we will abide by this word and, and its direction and this word tells us that we must be the light to this world that not ourselves but Christ within us and to show others that that truth. I don't know if it needs to go any further than that. Yes, we have different different paths and we're not all doing the exact same thing and yes we have free will and we're all we're all doing living our, our separate lives but that is the purpose and that is the life of a Christian we pray that we can do that pray that we can have that grace to believe 
that we might have that, that everlasting life. And the only way that we can have that everlasting life is to, to be able to, to show up at that wedding feast with that garment on. That wedding garment that is that is white, as it says in Revelations there, that white linen that is that has been washed by the blood of Christ. And the only way to do that is to is to come into that church of church of Christ to be into that be in that kingdom. That is where that, that forgiveness the forgiveness is, is, is from Christ and, and, and from God through the work of Christ, but it is found in the hearts of the believers. There is no other place to find to find that that that, that garment to put on that we might show up holy and unblameless before the Lord. Then we get when we get there, we're not showing all the things that Claire has done in his life. But when we have been given the grace to repent, or others to repent, and to have to believe. In Jesus Christ, our Father only sees Christ, only sees the work that Christ has done. And again, again I ask for correction if I'm wrong, but I, 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 I believe that totally. That I don't think God sees, well, here's, here's Claire and, and here's all the things he's done and here's all the things he's been forgiven of. I believe he sees me dressed in that garment and doesn't, doesn't even remotely consider sure took a lot of forgiving and a lot of that shed blood of Christ to prepare this one I believe he only sees us fully prepared ever watchful and ever ready for that coming of, of that judgment day and I know I often think about that song and we just sang it again this morning but I, I think about it so much 
that it hurts, I suppose, that I need to be thinking about it so much that when the songwriter put it, that, that we're prone to wander and prone to leave that God that we love. Continue to pray for, for for strength for for ourselves, and to pray for others, and to be that that light unto them, and, and to fulfill that that purpose that we are here for. The only way that that these ones here that that came to the to the feast without that wedding garment on, or that we're not allowed there. The only way that they might be able to, to partake of that, that, that wedding supper is if they have Christ dwelling within them. And the only way place they're going to find that is, is in Christ's kingdom. And we must continue to always preach this word, preach this truth. And I know you know what I know what you know. <laughs> I know you know what I mean, but not just not just from this pulpit, but to everyone that we encounter it is not a not a thing that we would wish anybody to to not be able to partake of that of that wedding feast. Even that last verse: "For many are called, but few are chosen." Think of that, the parable of the of the sower. I don't know if I'm, I'm thinking of that, understand that correctly, but are not are not each of those different different grounds chosen or or called not chosen? forth to sow, and when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But others fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some in hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. And I know that, that we we can understand that parable is that we should not be discriminate in, in where that word of God is is, is sown, that we should be free to, to we, we are giving so, given so much so freely. We have so much seed that we can, we can throw everywhere, I guess.
It is not up to us to decide who will, who will, who has those ears to hear. But our job is that's not our 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 end of the job. Our purpose is that we might preach this word and unto to everyone indiscriminately, and that we would be in it ourselves. That's the only way that that we'll be able to boldly come to that that throne of grace. Not not haughty and 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 proud of what we have done, but resting solely upon what Christ has done for us. In Jesus' name, Amen. Shall we close with the benediction? May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. May the Lord make His face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. May the Lord lift His countenance upon thee and give thee peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.